This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. Should be the Billcast, but not Billy! <laughs> yeah, he's Viz and Awesome, you know? Somewhere between Vizna and Awesome. <laughs> Fine line, I run. <laughs> so, uh, Billy, before we get started, why don't you tell everybody, uh, all the lovely viewers out there, who you are and what you do. Yeah, if, if y'all don't know me, um, I am Billy. I, I run the channel Viz and Awesome, and I talk to these two cool dudes once in a while. But um, <laughs> I actually make some pretty all right when I when I am not dying comedy videos. On hey, my... hold on, hold on, hold on. Just so that the Google uh, captioning, the automatic captions are doing well, don't use the word all right, because I've seen that come up as oh, alt-right when Google <laughs> captions it. Oh, God, I am... <laughs> Billy gonna... does not make alt-right videos. <laughs> I am totally... debatable. <laughs> <laughs> My secret agenda. <laughs> tell you guys about it, please. No, he makes alt-right videos. No... <laughs> I just right. make good old alt-right videos for everyone <laughs> yeah. watched. We're, gonna, we're never getting monetized. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Cop has got this, man. <laughs> At least it's not uh, children content, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, Billy, uh, tell everybody what your channel's all about real quick. <laughs> so, my channel, everybody, um, I, I, make some, I make comedy videos about generally the newest games coming out when I get them. Um, and I try to put them out that week, but you know, comedy videos, uh, pieces about games coming out, and just my general take on gaming. Um, I love gaming. Want to show you guys I love gaming too. You know, I'm I'm not I'm I want to say I'm better than the average um, guy out there, but you know, we all do our bets. That was a terrible introduction, but I like what I do. It's a great time. Come to Vizna Awesome. It's always fun. <laughs> And uh, just so you guys are aware, Billy is this guy in the picture on the Viznawesome uh, logo there. I like your new banner. Did you do that recently? I did. I did. I actually That's nice. That up. Yeah, it's 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 kind of current because I try to make sure I follow that. What are but you sitting on in this picture? Um, I'm sitting on a ro or an egg from Doctor Seuss Land at <laughs> Universal. <laughs> I love it. I was I seen it and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like this just develop everything my channel's about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is that a straw hat, too, on top of your it head? It is. I thought I stole it. Um, I don't remember who I stole it from, but I had it on the entire time. Ruined the hat completely because it was raining. But, oh, boy. But it's a cool hat. Yeah. I don't know where I got it. Yeah, you should wear it on the... No, you can't. You ruined it. Get a new I straw hat. It. Wear, it, wear it on your videos from now on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll start... If I find it, I will start the next video with uh... <laughs> as, as a recommendation. All right. So this is Synopsis Sundays, all right? We've had a long intro here, but this is Synopsis Sundays, okay? And since barely anybody watches these anyways, I don't care if the intro's long. <laughs> <laughs> so we started our week off with, um, let me see, videos. I should have just been on here in the first place. We started last week off with Synopsis Sundays. Um, why are we missing one? Oh, no, that's right, okay. And then we started off with uh, the death of Singstar, Billy. I don't know if you mm -hmm. know about that, but essentially we talked about Singstar going away, and on top of that, what does that mean as servers get shut down for video games? So if you're interested in that topic, that's what we talked about Monday, because Singstar servers are shutting down in January of 2020. On uh, Tuber Tuesday, we covered Nerd Talk, one of our uh, BFFs of the channel, you know, one of the, one of the uh, hidden vector crowd. <laughs> And then we had on Wednesday, we had uh, the pause menu with our good pal, new pal, Carl yep. Lucas. 
Well, game menus in general, not just the pause menu. Well, sure, sure, sure. The menu. And I also menu. went on a tangent just about console menus. <laughs> yes, and uh, how much you, how much we dislike um, these unified like single block per scroll on the Switch menu, and the PS4's mm-hmm. weird menu. My wife has said it the best. The Xbox One menu is the only one that was easy for her to use. So I guess Microsoft's doing something right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Throwback Thursday we talked about Oceanhorn, which Billy, you should do a let's play of Oceanhorn. I think you'd love it. I'll give it. I'll actually. I've been looking for something to play. I'll give it a shot. It's like Zelda Light, but that's kind of like a weak description. It's actually really good. Just you ask Will. You don't have to convince me at that point. Just ask Will. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far. And then on I'll Friday, on Friday, oh, no. oh. Will introduced us to Norse mythology. <laughs> I yeah, talked that about, was the whole video. We didn't talk about anything else. I talked about the Trogdor board game, and uh, Carl went on a really nice description of Risk of Rain 2. So if you're the devs of Risk of Rain 2 watching this video, which I've already linked to you guys, come on the podcast. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> or go check out Carl. Carl's been really covering your game heavily, so go check out Carl. Um, and just as always, I'm going to show everybody Carl's channel because he was on the podcast all last week, and I'd feel like I was a horrible host if I didn't. And come on. There he is. There's his picture. That's what he looks like. Uh, 100% accurate description of what he looks like. This picture that's hand drawn, definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, really, I really like that. That's well done. Yeah, he's I think that picture sort of looks like the villain from Men in Black Three. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Either way, I couldn't pick it, and I was like, "That's accurate." Well, I can <laughs> Carl was a, was a lot of fun to have on the podcast last week, and look at that! After the podcast, he got all the way up past a hundred subscribers. So, good job, Carl. I'm sure we had a hand in that. Yeah, it's all because of us. We said that every single time we've had a guest on here. <laughs> Carl, you're trash. It was only the... No, I'm, I'm You're doing good. You're doing good, Carl. I feel bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Billy, you want to recap your last two weeks since you only got a video per week? It shouldn't take you that long. Um, The, the last week, I did Slime Rancher. I did it while I was sick, so if you notice, my awful end cap was um, very loud for some reason. But... I played Slime Rancher, and I really, I really, I wanted to try it for a while. Everyone's been talking about it, that like, like friend-wise, that I've had for some reason. Um, a lot of people have picked it up recently, and I don't know what's changed, but um, I played it. Uh, made me super mad. Lost my save. Got really angry. Exited the game. Really fun experience. Had a good time. Okay. Um, that it was a playthrough through that, but that was fun. Um, the one I really want to get into because oh my god, this game! If nobody has played this already, please God put time into this. Is Outer Worlds? Um, the game is well deserved of any of the praise it's gotten. If you're a big Fallout fan, it's fantastic. But Outer Worlds is a space RPG opera, Mass Effect meets Fallout. Like it. Oh my god, I cannot say more things praising its. Like it's well done. This. Why did you Mario a bald spot? Because oh man, because I had I had to live up to it. He's old now. <laughs> He's in space. I he love it. I love it. That's a thick mustache. That is a <laughs> thick mustache. <laughs> no, I, I watched both of Billy's last two videos. They're really good. Go check them out. Um, so let's uh, talk about what we're coming up to this week on the podcast. I think I can show everybody. Maybe. Um, maybe. 
Uh, nah, we're not going to show the thumbnails. Nope, we're not going to show thumbnails. We're just <laughs> going to talk about it, because I don't want to give everything away. Mm-hmm. That way, uh, Billy's surprise doesn't come out early. <laughs> but I'm so excited. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. Let's go. That does sound a little dirty. So what are we talking about on Monday, Will? All right, so for Manic Mondays, basically the whole theme of the week is the Wii U. So for Manic it's Mondays, Wii U week. <laughs> so for Manic Mondays, uh, we're just going to talk about the Wii U and some cool sales figures about it, some information on it, and, you know, general Wii U conversation. And the GameCube turns 18. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that. a little, you know, little sugar on top or cherry on top. So, uh... Tuber Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about a guy that uh, I've been watching for a very long time, Adam Korlick. You guys ever heard of him? I, yes. <laughs> I watched a bit um, after after looking into him a lot. Yeah, I've definitely checked him out. So, Adam Korlick, I just... That's him. <laughs> so we're covering him on Tuesday, um, because he's heavily covered the Wii U, and it's Wii U week. So, Boom. On uh, Wild Card Wednesday, Billy, you know what we're talking about, right? What is it? Got good old, bam, got the launch of the Wii U and kind of how they had a very fun and very different launch from a lot of the Nintendo products that they put out. Check out the new controller. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then uh, for Throwback Thursday, Will, what are we going to be talking about for Throwback Thursday? Super Smash Brothers and the Wii U. Yeah. How many of you guys have played it besides me? I have played it. I have two. Oh, sweet. Excellent. Awesome. And then on Phantom Fridays, we're just going to do what we normally do. We're going to talk about uh, the latest pickups, because I have some for once. And uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about our recommendations, if you have a Wii U, what you should buy for Wii U week. And, uh, Will, I added an extra one for you if you didn't notice. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> are you all good with that? Mm-hmm. I liked it. All right. Fantastic. So... Uh, Billy, what are you going to be doing this week? Um, I am going to be putting out, hopefully, I just recorded it right before I talked to you guys, but um, I'm hopefully putting out a video on either Half Dead 2 or I might actually check out Oceanhorn. Um, I haven't go. decided yet. So my editing starts Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Oceanhorn, I tell you what, you cannot go wrong with that game. It is so much fun. All I'll right. give it a shot. Um, with that being said, uh, go ahead and check out our videos this week. This video will be uploaded sometime tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on how late we're up. So, uh, with that being said, as always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. I'm Billy. And we will see you. Um, next, Krillcast. Krillcast. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Billy. It should be the Billcast. <laughs> hey, uh, Billy, before we get into Manic Mondays here, um, and Will does his awesome Manic Monday intro, <laughs> why yeah, don't we have you tell the audience who you are? 
Absolutely. Um, I'm Billy. I run Viznawesome, a channel that plays all generally the newest games coming out or games that I find interesting um, and adds comedy to them. But not only do I do that, I throw in a lot of editing. So it's not just your, you know, run of the mill, watch me play a game and be bored kind of thing. So um, I make it enjoyable for not only myself, but for you guys. And I throw out my own opinion pieces that hopefully are going to start this week because I had a nasty plague last week. But. Um, <laughs> But the opinion pieces should start this week, and it should be a lot more fun and a lot more engaging with everybody on my channel. So Excellent. It'd be cool. Go subscribe to Billy. There's like three buttons on this one page I'm on that you can subscribe on. So we're good. Oh. We are subscribed, but we're in an, a, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, the Private um, window. Private window. That's it. That's it. I do that so you can't see any of my logins because Amazon came up one time and everybody can see where I lived, so... Can't do that again. <laughs> All right. Well, what's today? Today is Manic Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Billy. You got it. For the first yeah, time, we you got to today, see it. Billy. We are covering the... Oh, my God. I just had it in front of me. Look how prepared I was. There we go. We are covering the awesome launch of the Nintendo Switch. Wait. Oh, my God. Hang on. Wait, hang wait, what on. are you Listen talking about? Oh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got it. I got I got it. I got this. Okay. We're gonna be covering we're gonna be covering the seventh birthday of the Wii U and the eighteenth birthday of the GameCube. Okay, let's just keep it simple. All right. So the, game, the GameCube and the Wii U. It's funny. I just found this out today. Actually launched on the exact same day. Uh, what would it be <clears throat> eleven years apart? Two thousand one and two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is turning eighteen. That would be the GameCube, and the Wii U is turning seven years old. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean. Will just picked up his uh, GameCube at 17 because he had to adopt it before it turned 18. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't have the cool purple one. I have a silver one. Oh, man. I got the black one. Oh, man. I never see the purple ones anymore. Like, I, I miss them a lot because I I have every one of them except the purple at my house right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's the only wait, one wait, I'm wait. missing. Panasonic Q? I do, okay, I don't have the pants oh, okay. or, or oh, okay. the really cool pink Gundam one. But, like, I'm... Yeah, the char, whatever. Only, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the GameCube, right? That came out when uh, we would have been, um, what, probably 10 and under or maybe slightly over 10, depending on who you are. <laughs> but uh, a man. With it. <laughs> the GameCube was uh, actually quite the endeavor for Nintendo because it was, it was actually more powerful um, with a, a less viable media format than the PS2. Um, and I say that because the discs could hold far less information on them than the PS2 discs because the PS2 discs were DVDs which is like 7 gigs versus like 1.5 gigs. So every GameCube game that was also on the PS2 that was big, like say Resident Evil what, 2, 4, whichever one it is had like 3 discs versus the PS2 had 1. So a lot of the bigger, bigger games on the Xbox and the PS2 did not get direct ports to the GameCube. Or if they did, they were at a lesser quality to maintain one disc. Yeah, but the GameCube had a handle, making it far superior. <laughs> a lunchbox. Yeah. What a better system than anything that Xbox or Sony's put out. Like, yeah, and, and Nintendo's yeah. never made another game or game console that you can literally pick up and take with you. That's why everything else has been trashed. Like the rest, <laughs> it's all been garbage. Billy, that was a joke. <laughs> the Switch, right? No, no. Listen, 
it doesn't have the handle, so it you're right. Matter. You're right. It doesn't have the handle. I'm sure you can get a case with it, but anyways. <laughs> so the GameCube is probably one of my favorite consoles of all time, um, and I could talk a whole episode on it. But this is Wii U week, so we're just gonna each say one thing we loved about the GameCube. And for me, the Game Boy Player is amazing. Okay, I've got that component GameCube uh, component GameCube cord that allows me to output to an HDTV nicely and crisply. And everything looks beautiful from Game Boy Advance to Game Boy Color to Game Boy, through the Game Boy Player, through the GameCube to the TV. It is awesome. I recommend you get one if you haven't already. All right, well. All right, so something I like is the uh, Double Dash. One, I think my favorite Mario Kart. I don't know if you just said to go to Billy or not. I talked over you. So. I said Will. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I Double Dash, but I also love that controller. I think it's just... It's one of the best design controllers out there. Even with that weird little you know, right joystick. Yeah, whatever that thing is, it's, it's strange. I don't know why it's different from the other one, but I do like the controller overall. How about you, Billy? Um, I This was technically one of my first systems growing up because I was born... I was six when this came out. But um, I actually, like, besides uh, Billy Hatcher and obviously Super, or Super Smash Bros. Melee, which obviously to me like defined the gamecube and was one of my mm-hmm. favorite games growing up um i the gamecube was like my first console so for a lot of people like myself it just defined kind of how the generation race went and it's always kind of built that nintendo love in for me yeah that's awesome i i love the gamecube Could talk about it all day but we're not going to i will give you the total sales of it since we're going to be talking about other sales later um i think it's like 32 million See game. There was something around that. All right, no console sales. That's what it is. I'd have bought all thirty-two million. Those things were beautiful. It hurts <laughs> my heart. There it is. List of best-selling consoles, and nobody will ever touch the PS2. It's unfortunate, but that is the case. Nobody will ever touch it. GameCube did. Oh no, GameCube did twenty-one. Nintendo sixty-four did thirty-two million. Okay. <clears throat> the GameCube did 21.74, so close to 22 million. Anyways, that's that. Um, now on to the base of the Manic Mondays is we're going to talk about the current Switch sales um, and how it compares to the Wii U. And then... Well, one has a lot. The other one has Italy Squat. <laughs> the, Wii U, the Wii U turned seven today. It launched on 11-18-2012. Sold three million by the end of 2013, which, when you think about the fact that it only sold another ten throughout the entire time it was around, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, the total sales reached 13.5 plus million units by 2017, about five years after launch, uh, and that was about the time the Switch came out. The Switch launched on 3/3/2017. To everybody's surprise, sold like hotcakes hit 14 plus million by the end of 2017 that's nine months um total sales reaching 41 million units by september of 2019 per npd sales i believe i this is where i got that number from um and then the preceding console prior to the wii u was the wii which launched on 11 19 so one day off <laughs> they like that date i guess um 11 19 2006 it sold 3 million by the end of 2006. That's one month. One month of sales, 3 million units. <clears throat> the sales reached 100 million units by 2013, about seven years later. Uh, total sales t- overall, 
And they kept it on the market after the Wii U launch. So think about that. They only sold another 1 million <laughs> post-Wii no. U launch. 101.63 million total. Stopped, they ended production in 2017. So what we're going to talk about today is why is the Switch so successful? Billy, why don't you give a start? You're a GameStop guy, so boom. Um, my knowledge, no, but um, <laughs> in my in my own opinion, um, I just I like the Switch kind of did something that a lot of consoles didn't, uh, which was making a handheld that felt like you weren't playing a handheld. And by what I mean by that was like, like <coughs> the kind Vita. of Listen, the Vita was fantastic, and it sucks that it didn't... Okay, that's a whole other video. I will, <laughs> Keep I will get into that. But but um, while the Vita came out, and, and there was a lot of promises, like there was a lot of uh, companies that were like, hey, like our AAA titles will come out on the Vita, a lot of them fell through, and a lot of them realized mm-hmm. that they couldn't put out their games on their um, hardware because it just it wouldn't port. Like um, I know, for example, if I'm not mistaken, like... Uh, I think a lot of the Final Fantasy games they were trying to port over initially were having a lot of trouble going onto the Vita because it just wasn't like either it was audio issues or it was uh, vocal issues, but they couldn't like they couldn't synchronize the entire game over onto the console itself. So they stopped doing a lot of Square Enix games on there, and ju- and that's just a small snippet of a company. Like imagine all the other companies that weren't doing it on that system, but. Um, you get you're getting massive stories on the Switch now. Like mm-hmm. like nobody ever thought The Witcher was ever going to go to the Switch. And it's, <laughs> right. It's on there. It's it's trying, but it's on there. But um, but it's games like that where you can take like fully fledged out RPGs on the go with you, and it doesn't feel like you're playing like a a shrank down version of like I don't know Fire Emblem for example, or you know like uh, any other good RPGs like. Oh god, I can't even think of one off the top. I just played my Switch like an hour ago. Like, Xenoblade um, Chronicles. Fin- Xenoblade Chronicles, or like Final Fantasy VII, or you know any of these big games. Like it's it's insane how how well developed this console is, and how well above above expectations it did. I guess. What about you, Will? What do you got? Oh, well, I think there's a couple reasons. Uh, you gotta look at that launch lineup. They had Breath of the Wild with a launch. That's pretty amazing. Uh, as a launch game, yeah. and then just in that first couple of years, that's some absolutely amazing uh, games that completely changed the series that they're in. So like Mario Odyssey, obviously Breath of the Wild, but then you know, Mario Kart Eight is arguably one of the best Mario Karts. Also on the um, Wii U, and yeah, I, I realized that most of the, those original games were on the Wii U, but that brings back to why the Wii U was so terrible because it didn't launch as like seeming like it was a just a controller. So, mm-hmm. you know, it launched as, you know, an actual system. People knew what it was going to be. It had a, an awesome marketing campaign where it had the little click. So, you know, it's going to switch from the dock into your hand and you know exactly what you're getting. And it was an amazing concept. Uh, whereas the Wii U had a very similar concept, but they bungled it because no one had any idea what the heck it was. They were like, oh, this must be a $300 controller. Whereas the Switch was a $300 console that you actually knew what you were getting. Um, and again, they're able to quickly port over games. I realize they enhanced some of them, but they had so many great games right off the gate because of the failure of the Wii U. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that people knew what they were getting. It was a unique concept that other consoles weren't doing, and they had some amazing games that first year. Um, and then now that you're getting third-party support, which they didn't have the last couple generations, again, 
Chris, early on me. And that's That's third-party support. So people, you know, are buying those games even if they already have them on another system just because they want to be able to play it on the go. I agree with you, Will, and Billy. I agree with both of you guys. I think the fact that they could cannibalize an entire library of games on a console that barely sold compared to its previous generations really launched the Switch because you had all these games that people just didn't recognize they were already out. I've been Mm -hmm. talking to people at work that say... Oh, I'm gonna get my kids a Switch so they can play this, and I'm like, it's on the Wii U. You can pay a hundred bucks and get it for ten dollars at GameStop. You know, on Black Friday. They say, what is that? Yeah, they're like, wait, the Wii. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Switch was able to immediately cannibalize all these games, and nobody even recognized that the games were already out, unless you're a diehard Nintendo fan or you already own a Wii U. Which I think I got my Wii U right before the Switch came out, or right. The year after, I don't recall what. No, it was right when the Switch came out because I got the Breath of the Wild with. Nope, yep. nope, nope. It was after because Breath of the Wild was out. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot it was a launch title for it. That's I'm, right, I'm stupid, the... and you just said it, Will. But Jesus, brain. All right. <laughs> and actually, it's the best-selling Zelda game of all time, unless you include remakes and remasters, which allowed the Ocarina of Time to have so many more sales. Well deserved. I'm, I. We can debate that forever, but I really I thought Breath of the Wild was a good entry. Stay tuned to Fandom Fridays for yeah. more of the Wild. <laughs> so um, the second question is, um, given that the Switch is so successful, let's look at a previous console before the Wii U and why that was successful. The the Wii. Why why is the Wii successful and why is it not the same reason as the Switch? I mean, the Wii arguably is for casual players, whereas the Switch can be for both pros and casual players. Billy, you got a take on that? I do. Um, so I always feel like Nintendo does this fantastic thing, um, especially, and you see it a lot, like more currently, or like a lot more now, like uh, with the release of the um, the Switch Lite and the Switch V2. But like Nintendo always likes to release a second version of a console. You'll follow me here, but they yeah. always like to release a second version of a console, and with the Wii U. I will get in this rant in a minute about the Wii U, but um, but the Wii U kind of felt like that second edition of the Wii, while the Wii felt like something brand new. And the Wii brought motion controls to the table, which, granted, it wasn't the first console to, like, natively define that. Like, there was one other couple off-brand consoles and some a few controls on the DS that kind of let you simulate or simulate that. But, um, but it was the first one that actually made you feel like you were a part of the game you were playing. It was the closest thing we had to, like like VR essentially like it was a really good starting point and it kind of like and even with like Wii Sports like where it actually let you feel like you were bowling or baseball or anything in between um it gave you that feeling that you were actually in the game and you know besides that um it was on top of the fact that they were marketing it with a lot of really good Nintendo games like like Super Mario Charger or Strikers and games that actually again made you feel like you were in the game if you were playing the Wii. Um, but again, that's me. I just feel like the inclusion of everything made it a little easier for folks to kind of jump into the system. But unlike the Switch, after the initial launch, the momentum of the Wii just died. <laughs> then they realized what kind of system it was. Yeah, and they yeah, were like, yeah. oh god, no. Take like, it back. That's what I'm saying. Like As soon as you get as soon as you get past like the Kinect era where, where the Xbox was like, oh, let's try this ourselves. The Wii basically 
came to a halt for like years, but it did well, break a hundred million. I, I really think like, and not to throw out other stuff, but um, I really think it was the fact that the Wii kept putting out crapware in my, <laughs> like they, they put out like a really shining example is Dead Rising drop till you short, or drop till you chop, 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 chop till you drop, drop, chop till you drop. I'm very aware of this Rising. game. Oh, I, listen, I'm so sorry, Chris, if, if you like that. I love I don't like the Dead that Rising game. series. I love Thank Dead Rising. You. I don't like that game. That's, and I love, Dead Rising 1 is my favorite game, and then Chop Till You Drop came out, and I was like, this is awesome, and then the hopes were dashed. But, but the Die, Wii kept zombie. throwing games. Exactly, and that was the whole, like, zombie poodles and parrots. That's all it was. But, <laughs> and but it had, kept, like, ten zombies on screen. <laughs> oh, God, I know, because the Wii just couldn't handle anything more than that. It killed me. Oh, man. Well, what do you got? I think every... Uh, generation Nintendo tries something new. They always try to differentiate themselves from the competition. I don't really view them as true competitors to Sony and Microsoft because they're always off their own little category. Generally, people own the Nintendo console as well as one of the other ones. If, so, if they own multiple oh, consoles, one of them's Nintendo. Yes. Uh, so um, with the Wii, why that was so successful, I think you hit it with the fact that it touched on that ca- casual crowd. Anyone could play it including your grandparents. So that's how they marketed it. As this is a console for basically everyone, and everyone bought it. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it was that initial buy-in. That's where they got the momentum from. And like you said, like people didn't really keep buying it because you know they realized it was okay <laughs> uh, for some of that stuff. And you know, a lot of the game, a lot of the best games didn't uh, really use the the um, motion controls very much because of ended up being kind of a gimmick for some games and kind of a hindrance for a lot of mm-hmm. games. Um, but Skyward again, Sword. Yeah. <laughs> again, uh, it was, you know, it was unique. So Nintendo always, when Nintendo hits that unique factor, they hit it big. And they hit it really big with that system and they hit it really big with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably one of the coolest features is docking and undocking that thing. So then, I just want to talk briefly because we're going to talk about this on Wednesday. Why did the Wii U fail? Just a quick, just give me one reason. Billy, you go first. Um, I think the Wii U failed because they didn't change. I mean, it just seemed like more of an addition to the Wii. It didn't really, didn't really add much besides a pad that made it a lot more bulkier. But you will. I did, I thought it was a peripheral. I didn't realize it was a whole new system. I thought <laughs> until, it was just until a I talked to you about it. Yeah, well, I think I realized a little bit sooner when they start, first started marketing Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, the Wii U is, a, is his own thing? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think the problem with the Wii U, and uh, you guys might disagree with me on this, I don't remember any marketing that involved any games on any commercials I ever saw on TV that I would be interested in. I, yeah. I remember seeing all the holiday commercials where they have the kids in the living room. They're like, Mom, Dad, we have a Wii let's get a Wii U, and then they had to show these pie charts, the kids drew it up, and I was like, okay, it's a cute commercial, but what am I even looking at? (laughs) I would see these ads, and I'd be so confused, like, is this console specifically for kids? Would it pass the COPPA laws? (laughs) Listen, if I don't, they don't. (laughs) But no, I I, I don't think the launch lineup was extremely strong right out the gate, Uh, and I think Mm -hmm. that really hurt, and then on top of that, the marketing was atrocious. So... 
that's all I got. Um, so here we are. We're sitting at the best-selling Nintendo console, if you exclude handhelds, was the Wii at 100 million. Um, second place would be the NES was 62. Uh, Nintendo Switch is number three at 41 million. So it's already the number three best-selling Nintendo console if you exclude the DS, which almost surpassed the PS2. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, do you guys have anything you want to add? I still love the system. <laughs> Same here. I I do too. It sounds it's stupid, but I love it. Yeah. So that's Manic Mondays for Wii U Week. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Will. It's Billy. It's Billy. And we will see you on the next Curlcast. Okay, I forgot <laughs> my line. <laughs>
like history of you know video games or video game console videos. Basically, anyone who actually puts the time and effort to make it a high quality video actually covers some interesting facts. I enjoy it, and he he does that. So uh, I like those videos. What about you, Billy? Yeah, Billy. Um, I, I actually really, again, like, I, I checked out the generational recaps as well, and I, I just really like his overall enthusiasm and knowledge on everything. He really covers everything pretty, pretty spec, like, or pretty specification-wise, um, and really dives in deep and actually names off the pros and cons without, like, sparing off, you know, things that he kind of would be biased about otherwise. So, I like it. And like it's not like it's the highest quality editing editing of any channel I've ever watched. Like he put, puts up pictures and stuff, but he talks with a flow that you can digest and that you can really understand what he's saying. He doesn't talk at a level where it's like only um, uh, you know details geeks would actually pay attention and understand. He talks at a level where any person who's into video games can really just follow along and 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 watch and listen. And he's got good examples of what he's talking about in front of him. Because he's got every console known to man, it seems like. And if you ever watch his Dreamcast like collection videos, he's got like everything. He's got like this scuba TV thing even that I had no idea even existed. He's like, oh, there's only 110 of them and I have one. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's got all these like extremely specific Dreamcast related accessories. And he goes to Japan frequently, so he's like, I found a new accessory I've never heard of. I don't know how this is even possible, because I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he started off doing these generational recaps, and everybody like really liked it. I think he started with 6th gen, because we were within the 7th generation of consoles. He's like, I'm not going to do that. It's, not, it's still mm-hmm. out, you know? But he did these, and then everybody's like, oh my god, you have to do the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th gen. So he's like, okay, fine. And he got tons of views <laughs> on it, so he kept doing yeah. it. Um, eighty six thousand on this one. You know, that's that's quite a bit for just talking about video game console generations. Specifically, this isn't even about a particular console. As soon as you go to the Dreamcast, it's probably got like five hundred thousand views. I bet. Nope, two hundred thousand. Okay, stand corrected. <laughs> but yeah, he's like the Dreamcast guy that's not called Dreamcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, when he goes to video game conventions, people mistake him for Dreamcast guy because he talks about the Dreamcast so much. <laughs> he's met him before um, he's not on the same level of popularity as Dreamcast guy or else he'd probably be on Spawncast at this point but <laughs> I love that controller he has displayed there the green one yeah it's my pretty. favorite one but uh, no Adam you're cooler than Spawncast especially if you respond to my Twitter <laughs> <laughs> just makes you way better man what a better YouTuber <laughs> He's, like, all over the place, though. He goes, like, Japan, Europe, and he's, like, trying to collect game console uh, games from, like, South America, North America, Europe, Canada. Every variant of Shenmue 3, he has. And that actually, that's the next thing I want to talk about. Dreamcast. Yeah, it's the sports edition. Uh, 2K Sports, when they did that one. Because Sega did a lot of 2K Sports back in the day, if you didn't know. That's what they own, that 2K um, Sports. Not not Take-Two 2K. I said that earlier, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ranting like crazy right now. Uh, do no, you guys have any, Do you guys uh, know him from the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter? Because he was like one of the heaviest pushers of Shenmue 3. No, no I, I, I followed. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I was into it, and I didn't. I didn't know. I I actually didn't look crazy into it, but I was following Shenmue three for a while. He got like all of the leaks and all of the Sega press and everything. They literally just like, hey, Adam, here you go. You can put this out there today. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. That sounds awesome. So he did that, and then the reason why we're covering him on Wii U Week is because he's like the only YouTuber I know that's still covering the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Like be, even beat him ups like decided nah I'm good, even though that's how he got famous was from his Wii U videos. <laughs> um, so Pretty he great. did he did the five year <laughs> recap and whatnot on uh, let's see if I find it um, where he basically talked about he's like yeah so the Wii U is basically done um, the Switch is out already and what we have to look forward to is a couple more Just Dance games and. <laughs> <laughs> Not 2020. The Wii got that one. Oh, look, he even uh, covered the 20. That's uh, so the, crazy. The Wii U in 2019. I didn't know he did this one. So apparently he was saying, look, if you guys want to make your Wii games look better, put them in a Wii U and use the M cable. You know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so he's got the Wii U right there. He's like, hey, look, this is the best way to make the Wii uh, games look. Which, if you didn't know, the Wii U can, like, upscale slightly Wii games. They look a little prettier on the Wii U than the Wii. So, you guys have anything to? Uh, we've talked kind of about what we like. Are there any things you guys don't like about Adam Corlick? Um, I generally prefer games like this, or not games, videos like this, where he actually zooms in on the picture, maybe shows a little bit of game footage or the specs or something in the background. Um, generally, I'm also listening, so I guess it doesn't matter that much. When I do look at the screen. I'm not the biggest fan of seeing like, a guy actually sitting behind the table explaining something. <laughs> I prefer having like the slow images of the actual console or whatever he's talking about go across the screen the entire time. Um, so, I mean, that's personal choice. It's obviously still this is working for him. Um, but what do you guys think? Um, I agree with that, actually, because well, my, my small complaint that I was going to mention happened to do with visual, too. Like, it was just camera quality, but... Um, I actually agree with that, too. That's a better way to look at it. So, Will, based on that description, you probably love my ambient unboxing videos where you don't see me at all. Yeah. I would prefer if you're wearing gloves. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> um, actually, the one I just put out last week is doing really well. But, uh, yeah. Like 200 yeah, Chris, views in like Chris 24 hours. Chris won't post the ones I sent them. They weren't high enough. I sent, you, I sent you the instructions. You didn't follow them. <laughs> And Billy, hey. Billy, you still have not hey. sent me any. I'm about to remove you guys from Ambient Unboxing. Don't remove me! I will put something out. I just, I, my one awesome thing is just in, it's a long story. But I will okay. put something out. All right. I will hold you to it. If I don't have any other videos from Will or Billy by next June, I'm removing you guys and taking ownership <laughs> of the channel. Oh, that's a lot of time. Good, thank God. <laughs> I might get something to you by then. <laughs> You're lucky I left the Dead of Winter video up there. Hey. You, didn't, you didn't lay out the components. You just pulled them out of the box. Like, oh, here's this. Oh, uh, here's that. Know. Here's this. Yeah, it is fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so he does these videos. He does these talking points. Um, I actually really like his pickups videos because you'll have, like, the stacks of games. Like, here's the Xbox games I picked up. Here's the Switch games I picked up. Here's the Wii U games I picked up. And he'll just pick them up and talk about each every one. And I always find out about something I did. No idea existed when I watched those videos. Like, one time he picked up this uh, physical copy of a Wii U game that I did not have. But just so you know, the Wii U is region locked, which is a huge frustration of mine. But 
you can pick it up. You can hack your Wii U to make it play all regions of games. And you can pick up games from other regions if you do that. Um, well, based on your previous experience with hacking systems, I don't recommend it for you, but... <laughs> Uh, there's a couple what was the, I cannot think for the life of me what the game was but everybody wanted it to come to the states and basically Nintendo owns the entire production line of that game so it's never going to come here because <laughs> they only release it in Europe and it did not very well at all <laughs> I think region locking video game consoles in general it doesn't make really any sense you know if I want to get a Japanese game I should be able to get a Japanese game it makes sense yeah. from one perspective and that is the ownership of a particular franchise in that country. Let's just say you release a James Bond game in the US, in the Americas. Um, securing that license in each country is difficult. So yeah. right. if you can't so do that... If I want a game that's only released in Japan, though, I can sign a little agreement or something. We always do it anyway because they're essentially renting games now anyway. So I could be like, I'm okay with whatever. Give me this Japanese game. I agree with that, Will, wholeheartedly. But they can't legally allow you to purchase it in the U.S. without you, like, importing it, right? You gotta pay import taxes. I'll I'll purchase it from Japan, but they'll send it to me in America. So, like, for the Switch, (laughs) you can do that. The Switch is region-free. So you're good to go with the Switch. And there are some games that come out in Japan that have um, English dubs, as soon as you plug it into your Switch, boom, the English dub downloads, and Nintendo's like, I know you're in the U.S., so here's your English dub, but you better not do it again. <laughs> no, they don't say that. <laughs> but either way, um, Adam Korlick, he does some pretty great content. Uh, you know, Certainly not the highest produced content I've ever seen, but the amount of uh, depth he has on the technical aspects of what he's talking about yeah, is true. insane. And I really respect that, and I love listening to his various videos and occasionally tuning into the visuals. By you, Will, what's your take on it? Yeah, it's the same take. Um, it's not my favorite format of a video ever. Like I said, I, I prefer just seeing whatever the subject matter is. Um, I like that dramatic zoom in on the game there, but uh, <laughs> the um, I think the, the technical aspect, just like you're saying, like the depth he actually goes. Into, into in each video is really good and I do like listening to it without actually looking at the screen. So. Same thing, Billy? You're just shaking your head. No, I... It's, yeah, listen, it's coffee. But, yes, um, <laughs> no, I do agree with it. I, I, I do think uh, how in-depth, and again, how much enthusiasm he shows. Like, it doesn't... I mean, he doesn't come off like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever, but he comes off like, like very professional, but very like showing that someone that's do- like devoted to it and somebody that's really interested in what he's talking about and I for someone who kind of can go with that kind of stuff I I like it and I agree. Yeah, so uh, if you're watching our podcast and you're not subscribed to Adam Korlick, which I'm not sure how you'd be subscribed to us and not somebody like Adam Korlick already, but go subscribe to his channel. He uh, he definitely deserves more subscribers than 100,000 and given the quality and the depth of technical know-how he has and the amount of connections he has in the industry I would expect that number to only grow going forward uh, probably hit 200,000 by next year maybe. and now now Adam has to say something back to us yeah. so please <laughs> yeah. he should review our channel yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's like oh, God I keep watching their stuff and it's just I hate them I'm one of the 65 <laughs> subscribers for the Krillcast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
Wouldn't the, wouldn't the tension just get so much scarier with every video you make from now on? I don't know if why. It's so nerve-wracking. I, yeah. I know that occasionally the quartering has watched some of our clips. I know that for a fact. <laughs> oh, he, man. He had, me po- he had me post some of them. So. Anyways, um, I, I, if there's nothing else you guys want to add, um, go subscribe to Adam Korlick. I agree. As yeah. always, I'm Chris. I'm Will. I'm Billy. And we will see you on the next podcast. This is <laughs> this is the Krill Cast. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Will. I'm Billy. And uh, Billy, why don't you tell all of our favorite Wii U fans out there who you are and why you don't play Wii U games on your channel? Listen, I I love the Wii U. I'm uh, I'm Billy from Biznawesome. I make uh, general gaming videos. Like I play the newest stuff coming out, um, but I try to put it with a comedic twist. Like, I edit it in a way that makes it uh, not so much just seem like another gamer that's breathing into the mic way too loud and, you know, uh, <laughs> only the quality. But uh, I, I add a lot more to it that just makes it a little bit more, you know, fun to watch and visually pleasing and actually add some fun undertone. But um, besides that, I also do opinion pieces, which will start rolling out this week. I said that two weeks ago, so hold me to it this time. But... Um, He's also not suffering from the plague this week. That's true. I'm alive, which is also. (laughs) But check me out if you guys get a chance. uh, Viznawesome at YouTube, or you know, one of those. All right. So for Will, tell us what today is. It's Wow Card Wednesday. There we go. I love it. All right. So uh, for Wild Card Wednesday this week, we're going to talk about something very near and dear to all of us here today. We're going to talk about... No. (laughs) The Power Glove, no. (laughs) Yes! Um, The launch of the Wii U. um, Or rather, the failure on launch of the Wii U. We're going to kind of talk about the marketing campaign. That'll be the first thing we talk about. But first, we need to put out a disclaimer that we all really love the Wii U. Well, yeah, we all do. And we all own it. Except mm-hmm. the Grillcast. Viznawesome supports the Wii U 100%. <laughs> He's like that DBZ um, disclaimer. Like, disclaimer, all all uh, characters, events, uh, animation, blah, 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 all owned by Konami Entertainment Limited. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no pressure, but go back to watching DBZ. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we're going to talk about the Wii U, one of our favorite consoles. All three of us all love it, so we're doing Wii U Week. So watch the rest of the videos. They were all covering kind of similar subjects about the Wii U. Yes. Um, or, or at least shoehorning it into other videos that probably doesn't belong <laughs> in, <laughs> like videos about the Switch. <laughs> so the first part of this, so we're going to talk about this marketing campaign and, and the fact that all they had to do was put a police car on the screen and just go, wee 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 Best said They just had straight up the car. Oh, man. No, so the Wii U, the, the, just the opening 
video they put out for the Wii U to me is just like, were you trying to confuse the consumer or what? Because it worked. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Oh yeah. Is. Nobody had any idea this was not just a controller because you literally say, "Check out the new controller." Oh, so dumb calling the Wii U too. They should have called it, you know, Wii Two or Wii Next or something. It's like calling it the Xbox Three Sixty Five. Or like the it Super just, it Wii. Confuses everybody. Yeah. See, this isn't it, is it? This is the Nintendo Store launch, where like actual fans were at the event and literally knew what was going on. <sighs> All right, Everybody keep talking about it. Well, you go now. Your turn. Yeah, so, thanks, Chris. Just threw me in a there. But uh, <laughs> so the first commercial I saw was this one, the with the controller, and they say nothing about games. It's just look at this brand new controller that we have, and. I thought that's all it was. I thought it was a three hundred dollar controller, and I said, you know, f that, and I didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, the games and, looked like Wii games in the commercial. Yeah, it's this new Super in the Mario Bros. It's the same thing. Oh yeah. Although Baseball. this this impressed me. This is the only thing in the entire commercial that impressed me was oh, I can play my games on the controller. Yeah. So again, it's to the new controller. They don't even say it's to the new console. It's so confusing, this ad. And then there's no way you can draw that accurately on a, on a Nintendo Wii U. Sorry. Yeah. Not you possible. Draw on the new controller? Yeah. Wait so a minute. Confusing. Oh, that's E3. That's, that's not even the Wii U pad that they use anymore. No, that's crazy. so they I... actually had um, the... So for the prototype, they had the DS thumbstick in oh. the... Yeah, that's what that was. No. Like a, like a modified oh, version of it. So. That's weird. Sorry, I like I told I looked at that and I was like, oh my god! I was like, why does that look so weird? Yeah, this is but, 2011. So this is prototypes. Uh, Although I will say that for the, did you guys have um, Wii Sports Club? Did you guys ever have that? Mm-hmm. So, so I was stupid and I paid fifty dollars to get Wii Sports Club, which is essentially just the HD, and then you got like this thing, which is pretty neat. Um, HD uh, Wii Wii Sports. That's all it is. But with the golf game, you get the extra view of the ball, which is kind of cool. And then with the baseball game, you can hold the controller up. But I saw a video, and I really agree with what they said in it, that when you go from Wii Sports to Wii Sports Club, there's so much calibration between the games, it takes away that jump-up-and-play aspect of the original Wii Sports, which is one of the main factors why people picked it up, was because it was just pick up the controller and play the game. No calibration necessary, which is not the same as Wii Sports Club, where it wants you to calibrate the Wii U gamepad, then it wants you to calibrate the controller, and it's like, okay, now five minutes I can play golf. <laughs> so it never really quite did this had the same ease of use that the Wii Sports games did. I think another confusing part was, although it was nice that it still used the Wiimotes, it was also confusing because, again... It just seemed like it was the same system that had essentially the same uh, controllers other than the pad, obviously. Did you see this, Will? They marketed almost like a Skype app for the Wii U. Yeah, it was just... This ad hurts me. (laughs) Browse with the new controller. Oh, look, it's Miyamoto. That is so... Their promises are way up there, man. I did not even realize how much they promised. All of that is functional, Billy. You can do all of these things. Yeah. Even the even the video I've I've never seen the video like the video chat on there. They shut that down when I think Meverse got shut down. 
I think really? you, had, you had to have friends on Miiverse to do it, I think. Um, and maybe if you have the friend code, you can do it. But yeah, that video chat, that's why there's a front-facing camera on the Wii U gamepad. I've never... I, I must have... Because I joined the Wii U very, like, really late. Like, I picked it up, again, really, really late in its life. But, mm. wow, that's super... I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. And, like, not even there, you don't even have the Wii U yet. Now it's Wii U. It was... <laughs> well, this ad they... is so confusing. So I think the marketing was confusing. The fact that it still had the same controls, controllers. The games looked essentially the same in the marketing material. I think it had a really terrible la- launch lineup. Um... And there was something else I was going to say. Continue talking. Someone else have an opinion for a second. So <laughs> I guess the other thing to point out, um, they advertised that there was going to be a uh, Zelda game on it right from the get-go, looking at that 2011 commercial. They've got Zelda demoed on there. And they didn't bring a Zelda game to it until one of the first remakes came out. I want to mm-hmm. say it was Wind Waker first. Yes. And then Twilight Princess HD. Um, I believe that's right. And then finally they did fulfill their promise at the end of the cycle for the Wii U. They put out Breath of the Wild. So they did eventually make good on that promise, but when you promise it right out the gate, you got to deliver right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So that was a problem. I think another um, thing is that this system itself was overpriced. Um, when it first well, no, launched. You, you had to sell it at that price point, or they were already losing money. Yeah, I think, again, they should have gone the way they did with the 3DS. They launched it too high, and then they dropped it down, and that's when it started to sell. Um, I think dropping it and also having ads that made sense would have helped a lot with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. See, and the other thing they did, did you see that? They have um, they have a, several generations, we'll say, of different people playing this game system. And when hardcore gamers are already upset about the Wii uh, console itself for hardcore gaming, to say, oh, look... You can be young, old, and somewhere in between and use this console. <laughs> it just made everybody feel like, oh, this is the Wii all over again. I'm, I'm going to like it for a minute and then hate it. And, and this yeah. is not the case. It's, it's a much harder, hardcore um, audience uh, console, in my opinion. A lot of the games on there, I mean, yeah, you got the casuals, but a lot of the games on here were built for the old Nintendo fan base. This is completely off topic, but is that one kid from Stranger Things? What? <laughs> I hope so. I hope this is where he's made his actor debut. Which one? Not, not any of them. One of the younger. Oh, kids. one of these me's. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay, okay. We'll wait, we'll wait. I realize that we're taking. There you go. That kid. Dude! Oh my God! I think it is. The, the white one. <laughs> I think it's totally a kid from Stranger Things. Either way, the marketing was very confusing. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about some other parts here. Um, so I think the naming convention really hurt it, right? The Wii U. Yeah, especially because they had so many other Wii things, like you had Wii modes, you had the Wii Fit. Uh, well, just uh, the U, the, the concept of putting a, a U after another console's name, it doesn't differentiate it as being better. It's just like it's there. Like this is Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they could have called it the Super Wii, I think that <laughs> there would have been a lot of jokes about that. But <laughs> yeah. they, they, I mean, really, they could have done that, and it would have made more sense. Like when you go from Nintendo to Super Nintendo, you know the Super Nintendo is better than the Nintendo. When mm-hmm. you go from Wii to Wii U, that naming convention doesn't say to me it's better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
it, it literally just seems like, again, it just seems like an addition. It just seems like something that, it doesn't seem like they upgraded hardware. And it, it showed, obviously. But I agree. I agree. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, how did Nintendo recover from the Wii U into the Switch? They, they obviously learned from the marketing flop of the Wii U. Um, and definitely incorporated some of those learnings into the Switch marketing. And it really shows. I mean, when you look at the Switch launch video, it looks way better. And it's less about specs and more about what you can do with it than the Wii U seemed to be like, hey, look, we have all these features packed in here. And they like literally lay it all out. But in the Switch, they just show you. Yeah, the Switch one is so simple. You know exactly what it is. They got the nice little clicking sound. You see it going from the dock on the TV right into the handheld mode. Uh, you know, obviously they show Breath of the Wild here, but they also show Skyrim. So everyone's like, "Oh man, it's not going to be a dinky little just portable only system. It's actually going to play real games." So I never noticed how shaky the camera was. <laughs> Did you see that? That's pretty bad. They broke their tripod right before they started filming. Yeah, this marketing like right just shows exactly like, oh. what it is. Yep. I remember seeing that, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I remember eagerly anticipating this ad because they had announced that they're going to have this ad before they actually had it. Yeah, I remember, and everybody's like, oh, it's just a tablet. And then it sold like crazy. Because originally I was like, oh, it's just a tablet. You know, like, what's really going on here? But it's the games that sell the Switch more so than anything else. I will say, I remember when I saw the cartridge and I was super upset because I was thinking, oh, they're not going to have any of the Wii U games backwards compatible. <laughs> but there was a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Skyrim, see? So they had it right in their very first video. Yeah, that's pretty neat that, they, that you can get Skyrim portably. Like, these are the type of promises the Vita had but didn't deliver on. Oh. There was supposed to be Bioshock on the Vita. And it got canceled. Mm-hmm. But like, then you get the Switch where you have literally showing these games playing and they work on day one. I think, and it's, it's just really cool too, man. Like a, Nintendo went kind of all out with this one. Like they included a lot more developers in the make of this. And it just, I don't know. That's, that's one of the things that drew me to it. I, I really think they defined it really well by including Skyrim in their main commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, you attract... I mean, the main demographics that buy video games are ages, like, I would say, and, and including the ones that their parents buy it for them, are, like, 5 to, like, I would say 40. And then past that, you got some hardcore gamers that still play. Um, but in general, I would say your main demographic that, pl- that buys and plays video games actively, not, like, just a retro collector, um, you're getting looking at 5 to 40, essentially. Anything past that is you're... you're breaking some exceptionally awesome bounds to get more than just that playing like the Wii did where you had people in their 80s picking up a Wii and playing Wii Sports right but you can't market it that way the Switch I mean they learned because the Wii U you saw you got no offense you got grandma picking up the Wii U and playing on her fit pad you know it's like okay that's not really going to attract the kids to play right mm-hmm. I think when you just stick to this 18 to 25 in the videos you're going to attract a lot more young kids to play and then, as they play it, word of mouth, the, uh, the let's say the older generations, will just say, wow, that looks super easy to use. I want to pick that up. But they're not watching this marketing thinking, I'm going to buy a Switch or I'm going to buy a Wii U. That's just not the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think they really learned from the Wii U marketing campaign, and they fixed it with the Switch. Yeah, they also essentially beta test everything in the Switch with the Wii U. Um, oh. Okay, go ahead. You say you can't disagree with me. I'm right. With on everything. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I was, I, I was um, on to the next thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I will say the one thing that uh, the Switch is an awesome console. The one thing I think it, I wish that it still did that the Wii U I think did, did better uh, was the handheld mode. How um, you know you can just switch right from the tablet onto the TV and you can keep playing on the tablet. Um, whereas now the Switch you actually have to pick it up. Put it onto the dock, and then you know go back and sit down. I realize it seems really lazy now that I'm saying that loud, but <laughs> I did like the Wii U how you just go back and forth uh, uh, very quickly. You hear that? That's Wii U. Wii. <laughs> it's coming to take us. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I get what you're saying. Well, it was so simple. I'm sitting on the couch with my tablet. I just don't feel like playing on TV anymore, or you know, or my wife wants to watch some Netflix or Amazon Prime or what have you. Okay, fine, honey. Click. And also <laughs> the dual screen functionality that the Wii U has that the Switch does not. Emulate DS games. That's all I have. <laughs> did, you hear what I, did you get what I was saying? I didn't hear what he said. Oh, I said you can emulate DS games. Oh, yes. And actually, I think if there's one feature I wish the Wii U had, <clears throat> I really sincerely wish they had to come up with some way to remote play a Wii U on a 3DS. That would have been sick. That would have been really cool. I mean, I can't imagine that with all the smarts in Nintendo, they couldn't have figured out a way to do it. But oh well. They did. It's called the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same thing. That's well. the race, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so if we each had one tip to affix the Wii U launch, what would we say? One. Instead of saying you're doing such and such on the new controller actually say this is a new console and this has a cool controller that comes with the new console and look at all the cool games that we're hoping to make for this new console um, I guess that was more than one point mostly don't just focus on the controller because it looks like a peripheral <laughs> how about you Billy what you got just change the amp or change the logo man that's like the if, if you just add a U to the end of it it still just looks like the Wii it doesn't it doesn't change anything just, that's it just Make it blue. I don't care. Just anything else. Will sitting there like if they just called it the Xbox. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like it was taken. It's so weird. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I, I I think I'm gonna go back to it. I think you aimed at demographics of all ages, and you needed to aim at a very focused demographic, and the rest would have followed that suit. You know, you aim at the 18 to 25 year old crowd, and then everybody younger than them wants to play, and as they get that console, the the older generations will pick it up as well because they see how easy and how nice it is. So that, that's what I've got. Um, if that's everything, then we're going to end wrap up our uh, Wild Card Wednesday with I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Billy. And we will see you on next Krillcast. No. Dang it. Hey, oh my hey, god, I'm so hey. sorry. No. That's no, okay. one time. I've been trying. Anyway. Uh, it's I, okay. I can snip it in YouTube studio later. I'm so sorry. I...
This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm married! Whoa! <laughs> wow, Billy. That's crazy, man. You've only been talking about this since we first like kind of talked to you about the podcast. That's, uh, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, man. It's 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 been cool. Like we've we've been waiting to do it forever. Um, we finally just did something small, and now we're we're doing something bigger soon. But you know, she can finally rock the last name, and I can finally rock a real ring. Yeah, she's finally <laughs> last name is awesome. <laughs> I know I, it goes with the brand deal, man. There you Come go. On. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first on the Krillcast, guys. Billy's uh, gonna share this out for everybody. <laughs> Surprise, people! Will's very okay. quiet. He's not as uh, congratulatory as I am. No, so. <laughs> this, this seems fake to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's, think this really happened. It's just for the views. That's yeah. all I'm doing this for. So oh my gosh! It's like a Jake Paul video. We got married. <laughs> it's in Vegas, and we're gonna fight in a boxing ring after. It's gonna be great. <laughs> really? It's a long drive from uh, the podcast today. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it, man. We got time. <laughs> so, uh, besides the awesome information we just passed out to everybody, and by the way, go check out Billy's channel, Awesome, which has added a new member. Oh, look, I think you're at one more subscriber than we started the podcast with. This is amazing. I hope so. Because we haven't even posted this this podcast yet. <laughs> but it's still because of us. Yeah, yeah. It's only us. <laughs> it's only, that's the only reason why I made it this far. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, what are we talking about Throwback Thursday, Will? Uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U because it is Wii U week. Yes, Wii U week. Let's see here. The Wii U. Uh, I think there's a best-selling games here somewhere. Let's see. Games. There it is. Oh, that's, wait, wait, wait. I hit the wrong one. Yeah, no. all, the, all the first-party games sold well because that's all there was. The, the Wii U had an insane attach rate. Kind of like the uh, attach rate of Billy and his wife. Oh. <laughs> We're together. <laughs> just kidding. Please click subscribe. That's the only reason we're together. I'm just kidding. <laughs> for, for, for a console that only sold like 13 million units, right? You're talking 5 million copies sold for Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. That's insane. That means like almost 50, well, 40% of everybody who owned a Wii U had Smash Bros. That's crazy. And then you look right here. Almost 8.5 million Mario Kart 8. That means like... 75% own mm-hmm. Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's crazy. I mean, the attach rate of the Wii U is insane. You don't see a lot of consoles like that. Mm-hmm. So this, It was worth it. It was. Um, so Smash Bros. for Wii U originally launched on November 21st of 2014. So it shares an anniversary with Billy and his wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We did, <laughs> listen, it's... No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, I messed that up. It's a day off. It's a day off. Wait, no, no, you're right. You're right. Am I? Yeah, yeah, you're dead on. I actually thought I was wrong. Like, I was trying to think about it. Wait, 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 wait. You made Wednesday, right? No, Thursday. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're fine. It it is Thursday, and he's already married. Why do you even ask that question? (laughs) What's today? (laughs) We film every day. What do you guys, come on. What's wrong with you, Chris? We don't pre-film these at all. <laughs> yeah, so Billy and Lindsay share a... Uh, I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they share the anniversary with Super Smash Bros. Although uh, Super Smash Bros. has five years on you guys, so... <laughs> I, 
It's all right. They're gonna last longer than I'm kidding. I'm pleased. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Better not say that again. (laughs) Oh man, Nintendo likes to launch things in the end of November. It's like Thanksgiving must be like their favorite day of the year. Like we're gonna get all these sales by Thanksgiving. Really into the Pilgrims and Indians. (laughs) So the uh, the the Super Smash Bros. Wii U launched. It's supposed to launch with the 3DS game, but I believe. And Billy, correct me on this. Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS launched after the Wii U or before? I, I really can't remember. I think it came out after the Wii U. No. Like a, Look. No. Oh, man. They were first on the 3DS and then the Wii U. I wonder what was wrong. I remember reading something. Something was an issue between the two games because they were supposed to have some compatibility between each other. And they do. Like, you can use the 3DS game and I don't know why anybody would do this, but you can use your 3DS as a controller if you have both games for the yeah. the Wii U. Which, why you would want to do that is beyond me. <laughs> it was, I, it's funny, I was at the launch of, like, the GameStop launch. No, I didn't work at GameStop because I wasn't old enough, but, um, or yeah, I was, but, but, <laughs> but, um, I was at the launch for both of those, and I yeah, the 3DS had a lot of problems coming off the gate. Like, I, I remember getting the copy initially, and there was a lot of things. And there's still a lot of things wrong with it. Like, it's 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 not a perfect copy. At least for the 3DS, it's not a perfect copy. But, but yeah. I heard the um, party mode on the 3DS was far better than the party mode on the Wii U, which is essentially like an interactive board game where you pick up stat boosts as you walk around the map. And you get a certain number of characters. I mean... The Super Smash Bros. Wii U is like the tightest mechanic since Melee, unless you include Ultimate, which I'm not because mm-hmm. not, it wasn't out when this came out. Um, yeah. But it lacked so many features that Brawl did so well. Like that story mode, that is cool. And then like um, some of the side modes, I think there's like a classic mode and it was better than the Wii U's classic mode. Um, but I, there's some controversy involved in that. I don't know if you know this, Billy. Um, prior to Super Smash Bros. for Wii U launching, somebody leaked the intended story mode of Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, and uh, what's the guy's name? Sakurai decided, nope, we're just going to cut this content because I'm not happy with people leaking my stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? There was supposed to no, be a story I, mode. I For them to just completely drop it last minute, that's crazy. I, I don't think it was last minute. I think it was um, quite quite a ways ahead of last minute, but Either way, let me see if they have it in here. Oh yeah, the tripping mechanic was getting removed. That 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 mechanic made me angry. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? On uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, um, to make it more casual, because that was the audience of the Wii, they added random tripping into the game. And they removed that in the Wii U version, which made everybody who loved Melee... Melee? Melee. <laughs> I did this again, Well, I did it again. Um... <laughs> move to Wii U instead of Brawl. Um, unless you like Project M and know how to actually edit your save file to have Project M on it. I do! Because I played... Oh, man! I Listen, when they when they went to the Wii U, I'm going to sound very fanboy. I love that. The Wii U version of Smash Brothers felt a lot faster and more fluid, too. Oh, it and is. I, like, it, it felt... And that's the thing that kind of lacked from Brawl. Brawl was a lot more flowy. And... I, I don't know. Melee just had it really crisp, and going to the Wii U, it felt like a really good reminiscence of that. Yeah. I will say I skipped the, uh, you know, Smash Brothers on the Wii, 
And I honestly, I skipped the one on the GameCube until later, too. So I went, <laughs> went from the N64 Ooh. to Wii U. And I was just like, honestly, I was blown away because uh, in the graphics, obviously, they're in HD now. And I thought that the gameplay was just, it was so much fun. And the mechanics were really tight. And I just felt like it was a really great evolution of that uh, series. I realized I missed the two previous iterations of it until later. <laughs> so that's why it seemed like it was a dramatic change. Um, but something I, I had a problem with, which is a kind of a broader problem of all of the games, or a lot of the games on the Wii U, is that it's Super Smash Bros. Wii U instead of like Super Smash Bros. some other subtitle. Yeah, because um, they had the Melee, then Brawl, and then they're like, oh, just Wii U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's really weird that they titled it that way, too, because, like, like at least Ultimate, it's it's really it's easy to distinguish, obviously, because mm. Ultimate is insinuating everything they've added and, you know, how they brought everything into it. But, it's, yeah, it's really weird and almost, like, I don't want to say lazy, cause, but, <laughs> I mean, we've seen their marketing, I guess. But, <laughs> um, God, it was such a slap-on for it to feel... I don't know. That's it's weird. That actually was one of the few games that drove console sales towards the end of the Wii U's life was Smash Bros. for Wii yeah. U. And when you think about it, that's a game that can drive sales like insanely. Like the Switch last year, or what, was it last year that Ultimate came out? I, I'm like losing my mind here. Ultimate came out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It sold. I think it, they said it moved 10 million units by the end of December or something insane. Like the we the switch didn't do like a lot of sales through like the third quarter of 2018, but then they released Ultimate and it did 10 million sales, <laughs> something like that. Like literally sold the switch into the holidays. <laughs> oh God, man! I bet you that was insane an insane time to be a GameStop employee. It was all legitimately, man. Like it it was the game everybody picked up with the switch when it came like. Like, when that game dropped, I still, like, even working there now, it's generally, it's either uh, Breath of the Wild, Smash Brothers, or Mario Kart. It's the only three I usually see going with games, or systems. Yeah, so, um, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U is, is my favorite Smash Bros. because the Wii U Pro Controller is awesome. Yeah, it is. And then the GameCube I, adapter they debuted with the Wii U is the same adapter internally as the one for the Switch, so... That wouldn't exist without the Wii U. Oof. I still got my box Nintendo version for the uh, Switch. Like, the moment they re-released it and put it in GameStop, I bought one, and I still have it boxed. I love that baby. <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually heard some um, rumors that the internals of the new GameCube controllers are not at the same quality level as the old ones. Um, if it's the... I know I've messed with both. At least the ones that they've released for uh, Smash Brothers, because they did their own branded ones. Um, the ones they did felt like the triggers were a little slower, like mm-hmm. the like the back trigger or the L and R. Jesus, they had um, a lot of triggers. Yeah, and it just I, it felt slower. That was the one thing because it didn't have like the pressure sensitive, or it didn't feel like it, it was pressure sensitive compared to the GameCube. Yeah, I heard the springs weren't as good, and then the analog sticks didn't have the same travel. Or maybe not the same travel, but the same feel. Like, you didn't feel it. But what's a better controller for a game like Smash Bros. than the GameCube controller? I mean, you've got a big A action button. 
Obviously, right. the N64 controller. No. <laughs> you got three grips, man. Yeah, Come on. Obviously, that's one. the best one. So, you got the A button, which is the action button. Like, I, I literally can't play Smash Bros. That's what I'm talking about. That's that party mode I was saying. I don't like that mode. I, it's fun, but it's not competitive. It's just for fun. Um, I kind of like that, though. Like, yeah, if you're not... Like, me of, uh, I guess if you're not Mario trying party. to prove your dominance in the game, it's, it's fun. <laughs> well, I suck, so I mean, that's fine. <laughs> so... Oh. Yeah, going backwards though, um, the Wii U allowing me to use GameCube controller was great because my Wii that I had, I had one of the second gen Wiis that didn't have the GameCube port, so I was like missing that. <laughs> I was not happy about that. Um, I really appreciated the fact that they brought it back for the Wii U for me, and uh, I've used it immensely when I play. So the Wave Bird. Oh yeah, I still Wave- got that baby. Yeah, Wave Love Bird's it. awesome. Um, but is there anything you guys wanted to add to Super Smash Bros. for Wii U besides what we've already talked about? Um, Other than my lack of being able to play the game very effectively, I still enjoy it a lot, but I usually forget who I'm playing as, and I'll start trying to like control someone else's character and get frustrated that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, <laughs> and then I realize, oh, I'm, I'm playing as Link, not as you know Mario or whatever. <laughs> Eight player smash. That was the first introduction of it. Forgot to say that. Oh. IGN gave it nine point eight. Well, listen. I just want to add that um, that they added Cloud from Final Fantasy, and <laughs> because of that, I I love you guys, and I love the amazing things they've done. But seriously, it was really cool that they were pulling a lot more punches with all the people they were trying to add for this one, and the controls did feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. going from Brawl, which made me want to bash my Wii off the TV a lot. Like, this one saved me a lot of TV stress. It's a great, uh, great console with a great game and a great attach rate for this game. It's, 40% is insane. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that being said, as always, congratulations, Billy and Lindsay. We uh, we love you guys, and we hope that you have a very long and very successful marriage. Thank you, guys. I'm Chris. And enjoy the wedding night. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Billy. Oh, you're supposed to say I'm married. Oh, I'm married! Lindsay! <laughs> uh, we will see you. I'm the next girl cast.
This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm married slash Billy. Hi. <laughs> You're Mary. I'm, I'm Mary. Yeah, I actually changed the name. Oh, okay. And, well, I was down there and said, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm now Mary Viznossum. Vis- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy, tell everybody who you are. Um, I'm Billy from Viznossum, who was recently married. That's why I have a fake ring on until... Actually, I'm too, I'm a day past. Haha, I'm actually married. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I'm from, uh, the Vision Awesome channel on YouTube where we, where I make, um, comedy sketches that involve gaming, but I change it up a little bit. Um, I do pick, like, the newer games that come out, but I also edit them in a way so it doesn't seem like you're watching, uh, Johnny on the mic just kind of breathing in there and telling you about how much he likes Halo or PS4. That's my MO, man. Listen, Halo's the best. Yelling at moms is great. But, but, um, it's a good time. And if you guys enjoy gaming and jokes and laughter, then, yeah, you'll enjoy me. Kind of. And, uh, so. and Billy's going to have to break up with Colonel Sanders at this point now. He's married, so. No, we're going, listen, it's three. It's all three. I'll get a third ring, dude. I'm done. <laughs> or second. Jesus. All right. Anyways, so today, Will, what's today? Fandom Friday. What do we talk about on Phantom Fridays? Usually we talk about our latest pickups, uh, currently playing, and then we have some suggestions on different media, like the games that we were, we like, uh, board games or books, or movies. So I actually have some pickups today, and I actually did a video on one of my latest pickups, and I'm going to skip to the better part of the video. <laughs> this is the, if you can't tell, Starfares of Catan. The board game, the new version. I have the old version, but I just got my copy of the new version. So all of y'all should go check out Ambient Unboxing. I did a really nice unboxing video. Will can attest to it of mm-hmm. the brand new board game. It the components are awesome. Uh, would I go and pay a hundred bucks for this board game? Well, yes, I would. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it's awesome. And then I finally got hardcover versions of one of my favorite author's books. John Marco, The Eyes of God. This is all one series, by the way. The Devil's Armor. I already had this one, Sword of Angels. This is the only hardcover I had prior to ordering the other ones in hardcover form. And a book I haven't read yet, Forever Night. This is like the continuation of just the main character past the original trilogy he had written. Um, and he actually watched our Phantom Friday from a few weeks ago. So if you're watching John Marco, shout out to you. Everybody should go read his books. Mm-hmm. He's got some awesome books. I love his writing style. How about you, Will? Pick up anything? Yeah, so uh, the only pickup I have is a new book from Chris <laughs> called Hardwired. So I finally have it. I wasn't able to find it for the longest time in any of the new bookstores, the used bookstores, the library here in St. Louis. Couldn't find it, so Chris somehow worked his magic and found it for me, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. For you people who don't remember the you know hundred other times we talked about Hardwired, <laughs> it's the book that Cyberpunk 2077 is based on. Well, I guess it's the book that the tabletop game is based off. That Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, based off the tabletop game. And the tabletop RPG is called Cyberpunk 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Some good videos on the internet about that, so go check it out. Billy, did you pick up anything recently? 
You know, I picked up I picked up two things. And first, when I can start, um, besides I a marriage, picked, listen, man, it's exciting. No, but um, <laughs> I I picked up. I'm gonna sound the inner kid in me is gonna cry a little bit, but I picked up uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield um, for me and my wife to actually play, just because it's something st- we've been playing since forever, and it'll never end. But um, so we've been trying that. It's cool. It's it's a really good Switch iteration. Um, if you guys really like the older Pokemon games, it's the same thing. It's fun, kid friendly fun. Like it's it's stupid, but it's Pokemon. It's always gonna be cool. Um, so we've been playing that, and then. Um, I, the other thing we actually just jumped into, and the one I'm really excited about, is uh, The Mandalorian. We just got Disney Plus um, free with Verizon. Not plugging them, but just being <laughs> excited that they gave me free stuff. But um, we we checked it out. I, I'm never one to buy into hype. Like, I, I never am one of those people that just get super excited to be excited. But um, <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of the series, and oh my god, like it's it's actually really well done um they really put a big budget behind it they have a really good director it's the same guy who's done a bunch of the iron man movies um a bunch of the marvel movies and yeah i mean if you guys ever get the chance god it is it's actually really really good if you're a star wars fan and the lore is pretty pretty solid throughout some of the coworkers i have said they watched it and they said uh you only will like this if you're a star wars nerd i was like well that might be That's me. me. <laughs> oh, please. It is so god. It buys into it so hard. I love it. Now, if only I could convince my wife to watch Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend it's just close. It's like, tell her it's not Star Wars. Just say it's a she space liked, travel. She liked show. Rogue One. She did like that one. She's like, oh, it's my... great. Everybody died at the end. <laughs> so, oh, my god. If, listen, if she likes Rogue One, that's the only one that my wife likes. And oh, she really? loves The Mandalorian. Yep. Okay. I swear to God. Good to know. Alright, so with that being said, today, being the closeout to Wii U week, we're going to recommend some Wii U video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll start with Will's recommendation, Uh, whichever one you want to go with first. Alright, so this is going to be obvious, and if you have a Wii U, I'm sure you have this game already, but it's awesome. It's uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it's Uh, cheaper on the Wii U than the Switch. It is. And, you know, the Wii U is, is amazing. <laughs> Originally, this game actually had dual screen functionality, so you were supposed to see your inventory screen and map on the gamepad, and on a TV, you'd play have a game. But they took that out, so it would no longer compete with the Switch version, mm-hmm. which is sad. However, uh, the game itself is amazing. I thought this was, so far, is still my favorite um, 3D Zelda game. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I could go on for hours and hours about this game. I enjoy every second of it. The only thing that's a little frustrating is... Uh, I realize this is going to sound weird, but the mechanics are kind of frustrating. So the uh, weapons always breaking is a little annoying. The the uh, fighting is a little annoying at first because, you know, coming from playing games like Fable or The Witcher or something like that, I kind of just go into a combat situation and want to, like, you know spam a button and just keep hitting the enemy <laughs> that won't work in this game you have to be a lot smarter and you also have to use the environment to your advantage so usually there's multiple ways to go at, uh, about combat situations so sometimes you can just use a rock and then use your uh, magnesis drop a rock and kill something or blow up the enemies or any number of, of combinations and you get all of your tools right in the very beginning so it's very unlike traditional Zelda games where you go to one dungeon you get something kind of useful for that dungeon and then you go to the next dungeon get something that's useful for that dungeon and kind of keep going like that 
Uh, in this Zelda game, you get basically everything up right in the tutorial, and then you can use all, all of your tools throughout the game however you want to use them. Uh, so it's, the gameplay mechanics are, are amazing. Yeah, And it's beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. Just going into that opening scene where you climb out of your cave and you're on the opening plateau, uh, it really is breathtaking. It's a breath <laughs> of the wild. <laughs> Billy, what's your uh, first recommendation? Um, I'll go, I actually, really quick, really good choice. I, I love Breath of the Wild. I literally own it in two different formats now. <laughs> but, um, my, my first recommendation is going to be, um, it's, it's called The Wonderful 101. Um, fans of the GameCube might remember a great company called Platinum Games that made, mm-hmm. uh, Beautiful Joe and Beautiful Joe 2. And, well, they worked together on it. It was, it was a co-op joint. But, um... But they put out a really cool game called The Wonderful 101, which is essentially like a hero game where it's like a couple of heroes are getting together to uh, essentially take out uh, the alien force that invades Earth called the Geth Jerk. Um, it's really, it's it's very parodic is the best way to look at it. Like, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Um, but the entire game is basically you gathering citizens uh, together to fight off the Geth Jerk and try to get them off the your world. But you get... In the game, it's cool because you get to like you get to solve puzzles. Like, there's a lot of uh, different puzzle elements to it. Um, the environment's pretty rich and pretty like as you can see on the screen. Like, um, you can actually traverse all of the 2D like landscapes and stuff like that. And it's it's a pretty cool isometric game. Like, they did really well with uh, the creation of it. And the game looks good for being on the Wii U, even though it's more 2D esque. Like, it's still a 3D game, but it sits right in the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the reception on it was not the biggest, like not a lot of people knew about it. So the production, they didn't put a lot of copies out there, but God, oh God, like it, it was a game that in my opinion should have been a little cheaper on release, but was very fantastic when it came out. I love the art style. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. Like it's, it's actually, it's dopey, but it's fun. I'm going to start. My first recommendation is going to be game and Wario. Um, and there's a storyline behind this game, but that's not why you play these games. <laughs> you, you play this game because you want to play quick mini games with your friends, and you really don't care about the laws of physics. Because this game doesn't care about the laws of physics. Half the time, the laws of physics don't matter. Like, there's just one game where you're, like, throwing things at a tower, <clears throat> and as they land on the tower, the physics just gets all kinds of weird, and it doesn't quite work right, and it starts shifting in ways it shouldn't. So the physics engine's broken, but once you figure that out, it's a lot of fun. And then there's like various things, like there's that um, demo game where you're like throwing ninja stars, and like that's in the original Wii U commercial. I had no idea that was this game. And there's like this uh, find your opponent in like this maze of people, and you have to kind of guess which me is them, like tra- traversing around this area. And uh, it's very hard to actually figure out who it is, um, but once you figure it out, because they're trying to steal things as you're trying to find them. You're watching all the Mies go in this congregation, like, and you're like, okay, which one stole the item? And it just traipses off, like, you have no, no idea which one it is. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like a museum level, um, like this water park level, a couple of uh, city level, and you just have to figure out who it is, and uh, it's not very easy to figure out. But, yeah, Game of Wario, if you want to play a bunch of mini games with your friends on the Wii U, other than Nintendo Land, this is the game for you. So, with that being said, the art style is amazing. Um, Will, what's your next game? All right, so I guess I'm going to go with the Zelda theme here and do Wind Waker HD. Um, so, 
when I first saw this game, when it first came out on GameCube, I, I remember thinking, this looks so kiddie and stupid. <laughs> and It wouldn't pass the Kappa law. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the thing is, what's amazing is the graphics really aged well in this game. Oh, so yeah. Even without the HD upgrade that the Wii U has, it still looks pretty good. What the Wii U really did for this game is quality of life improvements. So it made oh, yeah. a lot of the mechanics faster. So like the sailing's a lot faster and doesn't have like a. You can get the faster sail and the loading is not terrible. The swift um, sail it changes the wind directions to face whatever way you're facing. Yeah. In the GameCube, you had to like literally do your wand every single time you want to change yeah. wind directions. Another thing is, I didn't realize on the gamepad until like the very end of the game that I could save the, the different wind requiem sounds. So I had memorized all of the combinations of those <laughs> of those freaking things. Dude, I didn't realize that that <laughs> saved. So I had them all memorized, and then like all the um, fish it's locations like and the fish. Uh, little clues that the fish give you at each island. I memorized those too because I didn't realize that I was saving into a log on the on the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> so I was like, like, how do people play this game? There's so much to memorize. And then at the end I realized it was all there. So like, oh, this game is so much more fun now. <laughs> so um, you're going to scream that over to Twilight Princess, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually remember those things. Like actually, you know, um, looking at the gamepad to remember what's there. But this game is great. So I really like uh, Link's animation in this game. So he's always, like, in the cutscenes, always making little faces and making fun of what's going on. Yep. And making fun little noises. Also, I don't know if he can bring it up. When he crawls on the ground, it's hysterical. Oh, so yeah. He makes like, this little squeaking sound, and it cracks me up the entire time I'm playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I know, I know it's exactly really easy to about. pick up. So far, of the 3D games, uh, 3D Zelda games, as really simple fighting mechanics, it was really easy to pick up. Um, and I don't know. I, overall, I, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the art direction, and I thought it was just like it's adult enough that it doesn't bore me, but it's also kid enough that it kind of like there's lots of jokes that I enjoyed uh, throughout the game and didn't take itself too seriously. Billy, what's your second game? Listen, man. Before y'all beat on me, let me let me explain with this great ship. Okay, Mass Effect Three for the Wii U. Now, hang on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me. I out. agree with you. You don't have to. Hear, I don't have to hear you out. I agree with you. Oh snap! All right, cool. Yeah. That was a lot easier. I was. I'm always waiting <laughs> for people to fight me. Um, Mass. Uh, man, there goes like half my argument. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with you. Go on. <laughs> great. Let me tell you, Will. So, Mass Effect 3, um, I, I really liked it. Like, I, I really, you know, the game, everybody kind of had their moments with it. And I think on the last time I was on the Krillcast, I explained a lot about how I felt about Mass Effect 3. But to sum it up very quickly, um, didn't agree with the ending, liked everything else but. But um, I, I love that they put this title on there. Uh, and they add the Chronicle, or not the Chronicle, the um, the thing i can't think of the name of it but it it oh yeah yeah. the comic book strip in the beginning lets you simulate all the choices you would have made exactly so people that didn't play the first two games or did play the first two games you could still go back and make those decisions and then still play on the wii u but the things that i liked about it was uh they really really used the gamepad to its full extent like you could you can make choices on it you could choose weapons on it choose powers on it here's your comic Um, book Oh, you just missed it. Yeah, that, yep, nope, that was it. That's exactly it. 
like it literally let you lay out all the choices and you know i mean you missed out on some stuff like uh like your biggest fan for mass effect one and two that followed you around and like a bunch of minor things but but truthfully like for just jumping onto the nintendo consoles like this was a big moment for myself like I, i'm a huge bioware fan admits everything they've done but um <laughs> uh, this was a really cool entry, and I, I, God, like, if anybody ever picks up a Wii U and they really want a good RPG, Mass Effect 3 still holds up, like, fantastically, in my opinion. And some, this actually sits somewhere between the, so the Xbox 360 does some things better, and the Wii U does other things better. Um, but the fact that you can play this on the gamepad is just awesome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Agreed. So the, the actual recommendation on this, Billy, is that um, if you're going to play a Western RPG on the Game or GameCube on the Wii U, this is the one to do. Oh, if you could play this on the GameCube, what a what a life! <laughs> <laughs> no, would you recommend this on the Wii U? You said that if you can't get the trilogy on the Xbox 360 or the PS3, or you just want to play I this, would. do it on I would. do it like, on the Wii U. It's it's definitely a worthwhile title for it, and it it shows. All right. Well, is that all you wanted to say? Um, go Mass Effect. I'm very happy they just announced the fifth one. Kind of, what? it's it's a weird it's a weird week. They uh, just announced development on the fifth one, like literally today, like really? earlier. Yep, uh. I just the one of why the didn't just you tell us this? We would have put it on Manic Monday. It's very minimum because it was one of the people that work at Bioware. Um, okay, the, okay. They're heading it at Edmonton right now, but okay. yeah, they just announced it. This was actually announced on Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I'm I'm still very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we don't record this all at once, I swear. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, this is a game that's coming out on the Switch very soon. But, I still recommend go pick it up on the Wii U. It's super cheap. No, oh, excuse me. Um, it's it's probably one of the best uh, Persona-esque games on the Wii U. In fact, I believe it's the only one that's like I Persona. I girls. I am sold. <laughs> I mean, the whole premise of this is, like, it's basically Persona on the Wii U, um, but it's with Fire Emblem characters built in. So the whole premise is uh, they've got these things called mirages. They essentially are, if you know Persona, they're shadows. Um, You traipse around. It's more like a Shin Megami Tensei game than a Persona game, but they incorporate a lot of Persona elements well. But it's like you're putting on this show, so all of the things that you do in the battle are building up show points, so you can, like, use different various moves... Um, and, and the game itself plays very well. plays very smoothly. Going around the dungeons is amazing because all of the art is just... It's there. It's like... A, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like high definition before Persona 5 came out. Like This was like the beta test for Persona 5's artwork. All of the loading screens are basically Persona 5. I don't remember that being in the game. <laughs> this is why Chris... Oh, guess what? It. Guess what? We're not gonna we're not gonna be on the uh, capital law for this video. <laughs> yeah, down with the not system. children content. No, <laughs> but no, th- this game is is beautiful to play. It's beautiful to watch. Um, it's got some fantastic uh, move sets for the characters. The enemies all look awesome. The end boss I was not expecting, um, <laughs> and it was very. Very challenging to beat the end boss. Like all the gameplay videos I watched before I did are like an hour and a half long, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's like Persona Three all over again." <laughs> you ever you ever play Persona Three, Billy? I had I told you, man. I, you made me buy. I, I still have Persona Five sitting at home. Like here, Jesus, I'm at home. 
But um, <laughs> but no, I still I you made me pick up Persona Five. I just haven't played it yet. That's oh, gonna be my first entry. There are some great, great puzzle solving in the dungeons. Like it's very, very, very good puzzle solving. It's it's intuitive. Um, it's not quite on the level of Zelda, but it's it's almost there. Like there's this one where you have to move this this giant mannequin. Like okay, you're, the arms are your travel. So you got to move the mannequin down. Then you got to move this one across, and now you can go up a ramp and across. Then you got to move this up and this over. And it's, 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 I'm excited. It's, it's awesome. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE is awesome. So if you don't have it on the Wii U, go pick it up if you have a Wii U. If you don't have it at all and you have a Switch and you don't have a Wii U, January is your time frame to go get it. I don't know if I sold this game to anybody, but <laughs> go ahead and pick it up. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's awesome. <laughs> I hope the gameplay next to my face is selling it better than I am because I am totally <laughs> failing. <laughs> Chris, I'm buying a copy when I go to work tomorrow. I got you. I got Ooh, you. Back. IGN, you're making me mad. Seven point six. <laughs> Chris, you're supposed to cut the end off. <sighs> yeah. It's like a nine there, and just tell everyone. I mean, that's a fair criticism, but obviously the person who is telling this doesn't understand that um, the tedious dungeons are like why some people like these games. <laughs> The only thing I will say, sound appealing. my only my only thing I dislike is um, there's like no reset between dungeons and between uh, leaving a dungeon and coming back. Like in Persona, when you advance to the next day, all your HP's back. There's no um, calendar system in this game, and I think this game could have used a calendar system and done it well. So that's my only real negative is I wish it had a calendar system. I mean, Persona does so well with the calendar system. And it gives you a chance to reset all your characters without having to spend a ton of money or waste a bunch of time killing enemies to get money to spend it to buy healing items. So, that's my only gripe. Anyways, um, is there anything else you guys want to say about the Wii U? Um, Great little system that underperformed, sadly. Everyone go out and buy one. Yeah, <laughs> on Black Friday. Let's keep uh, let's keep Billy's location in business. Go buy some Wii U's. <laughs> Alright, well, if that's everything, then... We can close this out. We really thank you, Billy, for coming on the podcast for the... Mm-hmm. Was this the third time? It is. I, yeah. I, oh, man. I thank you guys. I, I really... I, int- I little God, words. You're making me tear up. But <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm very happy you guys still invite me out. I really do enjoy this, even though I'm getting off the plague, so I'm still trying to focus. <laughs> but, but seriously, I, I really do have a fun time with you guys, and it's always cool joking around with you. Excellent. Well... Uh, congratulations. congratulations. Yep. Oh, thanks, guys. I really do appreciate it. Hope you have many happy years to come with that. Just one. Just one. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going to have a great time. Many happy marriages to follow. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep those rings flowing. <laughs> like Tom Brady was six. <laughs> oh, Lindsay. Lindsay, we're, not, we're just joking. <laughs> I swear don't, to uh, God. Don't go vampire like his Halloween video. <laughs> All right, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm Billy. And uh, we will see you on next Krillcast.